the truth is that we are wired for intuition. We're wired to be able to do this work and to be able to tune in. And we have been so trained out of it from the time that we're babies that we're retraining ourselves. Okay, what does it mean to let ourselves feel our surroundings and feel other people and be aware of what's going on inside of our bodies so that we receive information? Welcome to the Intuitive Woman Podcast with your host, Tina Conroy. Gain clarity, confidence, and trust in your inner wisdom. Explore spiritual topics, including intuition, healing, wellness, yoga, vibrant living, and more. Are you looking for something new in 2018? Have you always wanted to develop your intuition? Connect to your spirit, connect to your spirit guides and to work with other people, like-minded people. Well, I have an intuitive group course happening right now. It is starting January 31st. We are meeting four weeks online in the comfort of your home, and it will be live video calls, Zoom calls, every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. They're also recorded. There'll be a secret Facebook group. And in that Facebook group, you'll have accountability. You'll have your account partners. You'll also learn from each other as we learn Oracle cards, Oracle cards for ourselves, spirit messages, and for others. So you will doing readings in the secret Facebook group. Also MP3s, worksheets, and meditations. I hope you'll join me. We begin January 31st. And if you look at the show notes in the app that you're listening to this podcast, you'll find the link. Hi, everyone, and welcome. Tina here. I'm so glad that you decided to press play and join me for the Intuitive Woman podcast. On today's episode, I have a guest, Catherine Bird. Catherine and I talk about demystifying channeling. We talk about intuition. We talk about spiritual practices, but we really talk about what is channeling. And so many people have this idea of channeling and people coming into our bodies and it's very scary, unknown or fearful. And so Catherine really breaks that down and talks about that. Now, Catherine talks about her past and how at one time she was completely shut off to spirit. She was in a lot of physical pain, emotional pain, and she was not able to follow her truth. She felt very lost. And then she made a commitment to heal herself and to find out who she truly was. Now she experienced from that period a massive spiritual awakening and now is able to really help and transform others to connect to themselves on a very deep level. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Hey, Catherine, how are you today? I am very well. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm so glad to get this conversation started. Yeah, me too. So I love to bring the listeners back to a snapshot of you as a little girl and how you were brought up brought up spiritually, religious, or maybe both, or maybe neither? I grew up in Texas, a very suburban life. And sports and, and football were probably the, the greatest, like most religious uh, thing that you knew that you could count on more than anything else in that kind of environment. Uh, we went to church uh, when I was small. We went, we were Presbyterian and then Episcopalian. My mom converted to Judaism when I was a teenager. There was always an element of seeking and of 
a loving God influence, but it wasn't the strongest, that wasn't the strongest thing. And growing up in sort of, in a lot of ways, the towns that we lived in had a very strong conservative religious undertone and where there was, there was quite a bit of judgment if you weren't of, you know, a born again, Christian, a particular denomination, there was a lot of judgment and stuff that came up around that. But I was way more in that mystical bent just as a child. I was very interested in magic and stones and nature and interesting things. Like I would find books about spells. And and I remember using a Ouija board when I was very young with a friend and lighting candles. And I don't know where I even got a lot of, of these ideas because they weren't common, but I was always very attracted to these elements and learning tarot cards when I was very young and burying coins in the yard and just <laughs> odd things for, for a young girl to be doing, I think, without a lot of context and information coming to me around that. I love that. And it, it's interesting because as you're talking about your mom's journey, it sounds like she was a seeker and she was seeking in the religion path, like religious path, right? Different churches and then converting to Judaism. And then you were seeking in your own way, but this whole different way, this spiritual way and not really knowing why. And I guess being called to it, your, I guess we would say now that your spirit was calling you or you were connecting to that part of you of all these things that now are in your daily life. Exactly. And I had, I had no idea. I was just figuring it out. And I, I would, as a child, be drawing symbols. And I was so obsessed with onks. And I, I don't even know where I saw, if I had even seen a lot of these uh, symbologies that I was really interested in. As a small child, I still have, have notebooks and things where I was drawing these symbols. So interesting. And I'm sure there's so many listeners out there and so many women that have similar experiences that either they feel they're in a community or they have like-minded friends to talk about it, or a lot of people don't. So it's nice that we can actually have this conversation and speak about different things that happen in our experiences and that you can share openly your experiences and then where you are today. Yeah, exactly. For so many people... You know, I work with people all over, all over the country and, and all over the world. And for so many people, they are really held back by um, religious and societal context in terms of their own spirituality. Because uh, as you're saying, sort of they have that soul calling towards things that are of a more spiritual, mystical nature, which might not be looked upon in the highest light by their religious upbringing. So there's always that challenge. If you don't have, if you don't have community to tell you that these things are okay, it can be very harmful because we're just shutting down a, a part of ourselves. And, you know, I just heard recently, actually through one of my spiritual teachers that I revere very, very much that this, it's not new, but I would say this new community, this new connection of people that are spiritual but not religious is the most growing population 
Apparently mm-hmm. it's, it's the most growing population. And I can see that I was brought up Roman Catholic and even my children went to Catholic school and yada, yada, yada. And I was never a church goer. Even when I was younger, I did all the Catholic school stuff, but I didn't go to church, but it was like, Oh, we'll go to Catholic school. So then we'll be good people kind of thing, you know, which is just <laughs> so ridiculous. But as I have grown and I have transformed, I mean, now many, many years, I'm less and less and less religious and I'm more and more and more spiritual. Now, if someone said to me, like, do you, who would you connect with? You know, I would say Catholicism, but it's not, it's not my, it's not my identity anymore. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, very much so. Um, I I feel like I didn't really have that strong of of a, a religious identity because it wasn't something as, very structured, right? As Catholicism or as some of the more maybe evangelical religions that are very set and, and this is who you are. This is a part of an identity that you contain. And so I, I think that I had a bit more of a fluid experience of, of being able to be spiritual, but I, I think it also over time, even more recently, as I become more interested in the processes of ceremonial work and of working with particular beings and angels and energies and frequencies, that I've had to go back and do some deep healing work for myself on Jesus, for example, and and the Christ frequency and the things that I, the judgment and the shame that I was offered as a child from those who were in the name of Jesus, I've had to really go in and and do a lot of healing in that regard because those, those energies are, they're important for us to be able to connect to when we're doing deeper spiritual work and, and especially working with channeling, working with entities, working with helping to guide people through their own spiritual processes. It's not helpful to be shut off from any of the positive energies that we have access to. Yeah, I completely agree. And I completely relate with even what you're talking about, Jesus. And I call him Jesus on a daily basis. And there was, at first, it's like, there's the Catholicism part of like Jesus and all of that. And I won't even go there. And then there's, there, there's so much of the spiritual teaching of he's a master teacher. And neither, neither does have, has to be canceled out. It's the bringing it in. I want to dive into, because this word channeling comes up for so many people. Before we kind of even go there, though, I want to encapsulate it with intuition and channeling. Mm-hmm. A lot of people get a little spooked by this. You know, like, what the heck is channeling? And what is that all about? Let's dive in a little bit to that. Let's dive in a little bit to what intuition is, and then kind of dive into channeling as well. <clears throat> you know, just in terms of, of our intuition, I think that this is, it's so interesting to me that we are in this place where we are actually having to learn how to be human in a lot of regards, like how to be a human animal creature who is connected and intuitive. We are naturally all intuitive. We are naturally aware of our surroundings 
and able to pick up information, it's important, it's vital, or else we wouldn't have survived as a species. It's part of the package. It's part of being human. Yet we have taken it to be that these people over here who maybe we see on YouTube or TV or they're writing books or whatever this is, that these are the special people who have their thumb on intuition. And I need to just listen to them because they have the answers. And the truth is that we are wired for intuition. We're wired to be able to do this work and to be able to tune in. And we have been so trained out of it from the time that we're babies that we have to now, like we're, we're retraining ourselves. Okay, what does it mean to let ourselves feel our surroundings and feel other people and be aware of what's going on inside of our bodies so that we receive information? You know, I'm sitting here and I'm smiling ear to ear because everything you just said is completely what I love to teach and I love to just share because again, it's so many people, one, it's like, what's intuition? I don't have intuition. Then that's a psychic or a fortune teller. I go here and I'm like, no, we have it. You have it. We all have it. And as you're talking, it's so true. We've moved so far away, but if we can just go back to that, again, that's that human nature, like we are animals. That is, we have intuition. We have that. It's not gone, but the more we tap into it. And I love everything you said. I'm just sitting here and absolutely like busting out of my chair because it's absolutely part of my work and what I share as well. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, we're in this interesting time. We're relearning how to be what we are. And some of us in that process are realizing that we have gifts and awarenesses and skills that are in the realm of something that we would never consider that we would be able to do or access or we're not you know we're not powerful enough or good enough or trained enough or spiritual enough to be able to tune in and recognize what's going on outside of us but through the process of being aware of ourselves. Yeah, I absolutely love that. That is so true. So that brings us to our channeling conversation. So let's open up the field of that. Let's talk a little bit, the conversation of channeling and maybe demystify this a little bit for the listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what, what is a channel? Like, what does that even mean? Uh, we can look at it in a very simple way in that if you are on a farm and you see that there is a channel dug so that the water goes from one place to another place. That's it. That's really all it is. It is is just a vessel. It's something that we are able to open to receive and then offer to get from one place to another. It's just moving something from one place, one plane, one time in existence to another. And we do that just through the process of like this selfless devotion to a higher truth and love and connecting to that and wanting to bring it to the world, to bring it to our lives, to bring it to other people's lives, to bring it to the planet. And it's really not that big of a deal. It's just taking one thing and taking something from one place 
and bringing it to another place. But we just happen to be talking about other planes and connecting to beings and our higher self and guides, things that maybe we can or can't see. And so it, it has this realm of a very mystical, otherworldly reality around it. And yet it's this very simple thing. It's a simple process of translation that we're receiving energy and we're translating it into something, into words or art or healing. So when we break it down, it's like, oh, okay, well, yeah, I can receive energy and I can translate that into something else. It takes a little while. It takes something. It takes a little training. It takes a little awareness, but we all have the ability to do that. And I guess there's just so many different ways we can think about this. I think the majority of people that think of channeling, they think of someone that's sitting in front of the other person and they're going into this like weird trance thing and their eyes are rolling back behind their head and they start speaking tongues, you know? (laughs) That's Uh, definitely a thing. Right? Yeah. And it's definitely a thing, but it's also, there's so much more. When I connect daily with my spirit guides and I know as an intuitive and medium that you are and you connect with your spirit guides and you connect with the angels. You said that earlier, the spiritual beings, the nature beings, the beings of light, there is that channeling as well. And they may come through as a message. They may come through, like you said, in art, they may come through in creativity or drawing or writing. And there's so many different ways it can come through. There is. I mean, we can look at, if you look at the great artists and you look at the great scientists and innovators and speakers that so often all they are doing is being open enough to allow this to move through them. And a lot of times they've done training in a particular area, right? They're an artist. They've spent hours and hours and hours learning how to draw. And then once they've learned this skill they then can just open themselves up into this flow state where inspiration spirit is able to move through them and produce this incredible art. And that's channeling. Now in your work today, in the work that you do today and empowering and transforming so many people, how do you apply channeling to that? Well, I had a very interesting opening experience. My awakening was very intense. And I had, I had been medicated from the time I was 15 until I was in my later twenties. And when I went off of these medications, because I I actually started to have visions of my life and get these messages, I didn't realize it at the time that that's what was happening exactly to go off these medications. And start to do some inner work and some spiritual work, I had such a profound intense where it was just the shaking and screaming and crying and channeling and beings and visions. And it would, I would became so sensitive, so overwhelmed. I, you know, could hardly leave my house. It was so intense. And Through that process, I had no idea what was going on. I had no idea what was happening to me. I was like, this, I have never even seen anything like this before. The the speaking in tongues and the, the whole bit. So it has been a mission of mine to really be that place for those that are going through this process, whether it's as intense as that or not, 
to have context for what's happening and understanding and practices that support being able to ground in this kind of work because it does take something. It does things to your physical, energetic, spiritual, emotional, mental bodies that need to be processed. It requires uh, a certain level of awareness on what's happening within your system and how to basically understand and control what's going on. So that's been a huge part of my work is helping the, the people who are going through this kind of intensity to be able to stabilize these things. And then for those that are, are know that there's something undercover, like, oh, I, just, I know there's something there, but I really, I'm afraid of it. I don't understand it. I, I doubt. I judge myself. I'm, I'm not sure if I can let it out. I'm not sure if it's real. But giving people the processes to be able to open in a way that's also stabilizing and safe, protected, to be able to bring through the most authentic form of themselves and their work into the world. No, so I was just going to say that it sounds like, I mean, so they need a teacher, they need a mentor, they need a community, they need people around them. I think so. Cause I, you know, I felt so alone in this process and I didn't know, I didn't know who to go to. And, and the people that I did go to, honestly, a lot of times they weren't able to really help me. And I got little things from some people and little things from other people, but I, I didn't have a great, like one person who was able to really understand what I was going through and be able to help me. I did find a very powerful teacher who I studied with for 12 years. And we still sometimes uh, go back and, and do more study with her, but who through physical energetic practices, I was able to stabilize and you know, work with the energy that I was bringing through so that it didn't blow me out and it wasn't too overwhelming. And I was processing the emotions and the energy that I needed to move through me in order to be able to have this open channel so that it, it wasn't so clunky and disjointed and, and challenging. Yeah, because I feel like there's, it could be a very scary, a very, very scary dark time for people. And you even said yourself, you didn't really know what's happening. You're going through it yourself. And so you found, you know, I would say that a lot of your work sounds like today where you're able to be with people. And I know you're doing a lot of courses and you work with people around the world to really assist them and help them and, and guide them and facilitate them and be their mentor, be their teacher, and, and also have that community support. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we're, we're at this time when people are just popping open. And it's happening so quickly. I, it honestly surprises me sometimes to see where some of my clients are in you know, six months time or a year time. It is so fast what is going on for people. Just a complete shakeup and rewiring of basically everything that they are and what they're able to do. It is at the same time incredibly inspiring because it truly speaks to a shift on this planet that so many people who actually had very little context or, or awareness of this kind of world can advance so quickly. 
I agree. And I think that it's sometimes I've heard the term like spiritual growth period where you have these huge chunks of like a spiritual growth period where it's so fast and so quick where like the last five years of your life could be, you know, moving along. And then all of a sudden you're in this like huge download or channeling or spiritual growth period, call it. And those next like six months, there's more that happens in those first, in those six months that happen those last five years. You know what I mean? Like the awareness, it's like the waking up, the waking up. And I noticed that too. There's more and more, I work, majority of my work is with women. So Mm -hmm. it's like the more and more like waking up and the awareness and like this being asleep and waking up and it's happening on a mass level. And it's, it really is the time. It is the time of, of stepping into that. But that being said, there's so much unknown and there's also needing a time of need of having support and having a teacher and having community. And I think that's why the work you do is so beneficial. And it's, it's not only beneficial, but it's, it's transformative. And it's probably... Obviously, you're here to share so much and share so much light. So it's your dharma. You know, you've kind of... This is who you are and this is what you do. But it's, it truly is a, a new age for sure. It, it really is. It really is. And the thing is, it is important to have a teacher. It is important to have a mentor. It is important to you know, reach out and gain context and information and skills and techniques. Because you can, like, if you, as you're saying, so you have this opportunity to have this massive spiritual development and growth, which honestly is going to last for a certain period of time at the accelerated rate of development that it's at because it needs to move. Like it has to process into the next phase of development at a certain point. And so if you have that support, then instead of flopping about by yourself, like trying to figure it out and trying to understand and then and thinking you're crazy and not really understanding what's happening and maybe making some false steps and mistakes as to what you're doing. I mean, even down to what you're eating at that period of time and, and, and consuming in terms of media or sleep or whatever, then you can advance in that period, that like crush zone period of spiritual awakening. You can advance at a rate so that when you hit into that next phase, which is often more calm, more healing, more rest, really needing to go in then and, and look at yourself in an even deeper way. You've got this expansion of, of light and energy and all of this awareness and knowledge of the, of the universe and consciousness. And then you kind of head into this phase of, of, okay, now like what else inside of me needs to be worked on? What else is not in alignment with this light that I have witnessed that I need to, to heal and work on for myself so that then you can start to bring whatever this work is, whatever the channeling and whatever, whatever the healing or, or the, the offering that you have for the planet, you can then start to bring that to life. Once you've, you know, kind of gone through these phases and to understand that these are phases of spiritual development. So often we get so excited when we first have that awakening and our channel opens and we're just like, want to jump out there and start doing everything. Right. (laughs) And, and that is amazing. It's, you know, we want, we're like, Oh my gosh, I've got to do this now. And yet without 
the stability and the structure and the awareness and the healing and the working on yourself, we can bring things through that aren't quite ready yet. And I think there's a a very particular balance with that of allowing ourselves to actually be in the process that we're going through to let ourselves have the process to understand it, to build the skill sets that we need that we're going to then translate to our work. Yeah, and I agree. And then, you know, also in those periods as you're talking is really where we have to connect also to our self-healing and that healing on such a deep level. Because if you're moving through this at like a light speed and then you're on the other end, well, now you need to preserve your energy and clean your field. And oh, there's so many, I mean, we could go on and on with this conversation, but mm-hmm. really connect to that self-healing. Allow ourselves to, it's kind of like, it's like recalibrating, right? Mm-hmm. It's like a new vibration. It's like a download for the computer. So all of a sudden you have this new download, you have the new upgrade from the iOS 11 or whatever. I'm using that as an example. And all of a sudden, you, what do you do with it? So it's moving into creating more of those self-healing and rituals and a daily practice, which Mm -hmm. all plays into into effect. I want to share with the listeners, because I know you have an exciting program going on right now. And and I know 2018 is going to be an exciting year for you. So can you share a little bit of, of that? Sure. I am working on actually tomorrow evening, my three part masterclass series on opening your channel is starting tomorrow. And this is a really to gain a lot of context on what channeling mediumship is and to start the processes of stabilizing a self, doing some, some energy clearing, emotional clearing, and starting to work with a mediumship mentor to begin the process and working with our higher self to be able to start this process of opening the channel in a way that is helpful and sustainable and not destructive, which sometimes it can be for a little while until you figure it out. Uh, And I'm having a retreat, a three-day retreat in February devoted to this work where we're going to really get deep into the processes and how do you go through the process of opening your channel and working with some different guides and beings. And it's going to be so much fun. So that's, that's what I have going on immediately. You know, I have other programs that happen during the year and uh, especially the healer's process, which is a longer course, which very deeply goes into the processes that it takes to heal yourself and then take that work and, and how do you work on your clients and, and have deeper, more profound healing sessions with your people too. So good. So exciting. All these exciting things. And where is the retreat held? Because I know we're in different parts of the country. In Orange, California. So it's in uh, the LA area, just just south of LA. So just I'll share everything in the... Wherever you're listening to this podcast, in the show notes, everything will be listed and you'll be able to go right there. So I will list uh, your website and your information and and I know you're on Facebook and Instagram. So yeah, very active on Facebook. So... I'm easy to find there. Me too. It's a, it's a fun place to be. Yeah. Well, I, I know we could talk forever and I love this conversation. <laughs> We're going to have so much. I, I really want to just reach out to the listeners and say that our contact information will be there. Feel free to let us know what you thought of this episode and give us some feedback. Check out Catherine's Facebook profile and her everything on Facebook and everything she does. She's very active there. And I know she does Facebook Lives. And so connect with her and, you know, it's always a little bit 
interesting as a podcaster because sometimes we don't get the feedback. So I'm sure both of us would love to know if you enjoyed this episode. And and Catherine, before we go, I always like to last, ask this last question, and I'm sure you have many of them, so you'll have to narrow it down. But can you think of a very an intuitive moment in your life, something that stood out that was either life changing or like an aha moment? And you probably have many, so oh whatever gosh. one you want to share with us. <laughs> So many, I can't even tell you. I think that there, honestly, there are so many. And the reason that, and I just want to say, like, there are so many. And so for your listeners, just acknowledge that there are so many. Just really acknowledge there are so many. And so often we discount because they're tiny. They're little. We they're they're these tiny little baby breadcrumbs that we can so easily overlook that at a particular moment being in a store and having a book kind of fall off the shelf into our hands or something or another. But you know, I remember being told having this intuitive you know, I was very first starting my journey. And as I said, I started kind of having these awarenesses. I needed to get off these medicines. And and I would just ask, who am I? Like, who am I? Who am I? Who am I? Who am I? And, you know, at some point I got this message, you are a healer. I didn't know what to do with that. But through, like at one point it was like, oh, I need to be around more green stuff. And I And I started learning about gardening and herbs. And it was just this intuitive hit, which was came out of nowhere. Just, I did not know what that meant. I didn't know what I wanted to do with it. It was like, that doesn't make any sense for my life right now is living in downtown Los Angeles. <laughs> but it was just like, it was like green. And, and that I think probably was one of the greatest openers to my path of anything else that I did. Because it got me on the earth. It got me with my shoes off. It got me engaging with the earth, engaging with plants, engaging with my witchiness and my you know, mystical self from my childhood that, that I enjoyed so much. It really opened up something for me that was so important for this path. And it was just tiny. It could have been a blip on the radar that if I hadn't have followed that intuition... I don't know, you know, what would have happened, but it was so tiny. It was insignificant. It was a, it was a, it was a nothing moment in a lot of ways. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that personal story and for also sharing for the listeners that there are so many and they're, they're tiny. I think that is, if you can take away from this episode, that that is so important because we are waiting for the sky to open and the start. <laughs> totally. Right. And so I really appreciate you saying that. And it's, it's so very true. So thank you for that. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, that's not how it works. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> well, this has been a fantastic. I, I loved every minute of this conversation and I know the listeners will too. So thank you so much for Catherine for being oh, here. Thank you so much. Such a great conversation. And I uh, hope to talk to you soon. Yes. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm always so grateful to all of you. If you liked this episode, I'm really trying to connect with my listeners more this year. I would love to hear from you. 
go to Instagram. My Instagram handle is tcon1017 and find me and maybe send me a picture and just say hello and let me know that you like the episode. I'm really trying to connect to my listeners. Sometimes as a podcaster, it's a lonely job and I would love to hear some feedback. So thank you once again and know that you are amazing and you can envision your most brightest and most beautiful 2018. Have a wonderful week. Namaste. Namaste.